You're listening to All the Backlist, a weekly show about books that are not new. I'm your host, Patricia LZ Tuttle, and sweet dreams are made of books. This is episode number 334 and a half, and today I'm going to talk about a couple backlist titles that I'm excited to share with you. Hi, everyone. Happy Halloween! I think it's safe to say that I have completely moved from iced tea season to hot tea season here in the Bay Area. I have summer onset seasonal affective disorder, so the hotter and sunnier it is, the more miserable I am. It's finally been raining here a lot, and I am so freaking jazzed. I have so much energy and just, like, joy pouring out of me. I am in such a good mood. Of course, one of our windows has started leaking because of the heavy rain, so that's a bummer, but not the end of the world. This kind of weather definitely puts me in the mood to read even more. I just want to curl up with something hot to drink and a book or three and listen to the rain. It's definitely time to dust off the crock pot as well and start doing some baking too. Anyway, today I have two books that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Before I get to my backlist book picks, let's hear from the sponsor. This episode is sponsored by The One That Got Away With Murder by Trish Lundy. Robbie and Trevor Cressmont have enough wealth to ensure they'll never be found guilty of any wrongdoing, even if everyone believes they're behind the deaths of their ex-girlfriends. Let us all take a collective angry sigh at that. Lauren O'Brien, the new girl at school, has a dark past of her own, and she's desperate for a fresh start. Except when she starts a relationship with Robbie, her chance is put in jeopardy. During what's meant to be their last weekend together, Lauren stumbles across evidence that might just implicate Robbie. And after a third death rocks the town, she must decide whether to end things with Robbie or risk becoming another cautionary tale. This is an edge-of-your-seat YA thriller that's perfect for fans of Karen McManus and Holly Jackson. Make sure you pick that up now wherever books are sold. And thank you once again to The One That Got Away With Murder by Trish Lundy for sponsoring today's show. Today's episode is brought to you by Bloom Books. Taming Seven is an epic and unforgettable love story in the international best-selling and TikTok phenomenon, The Boys of Tom and Series from Chloe Walsh. So Tommen's cheekiest lad, Jared Gibsey Gibson, has always been a comedian, but inside he is haunted by events of the past and he uses humor to cope, hiding his true self from the world. Then you have Claire Biggs, who is the epitome of sunshine. She's always loved Gibsy, her brother's friend and her favorite neighbor. She also has always seen a side to him that no one else seems to notice, and she becomes determined to tame her wild-at-heart childhood best friend. So The Boys of Tommen series is an internationally best-selling YA romance series that has taken TikTok by storm. It's perfect for readers looking for new adult slash crossover romance, dual point of views, friends to lovers, marathon-worthy TikTok books, and angsty tearjerkers. Taming Seven is published today, and it's the fifth book in the series, so make sure to check it out. And thanks again to Bloom Books for sponsoring this episode. For my first pick, I have The Book of the Unnamed Midwife by Meg Elison. Full disclosure, I am acquainted with the author and they are a delight, BTW. I finally got to a point in my TBR where I could read this book and holy crap. First off, some content warnings. Violence, sexual assault and battery, abuse, child abuse, more violence, murder, infant death, and most importantly, 
The premise of this book is that there is a pandemic that kills a lot of people, maybe even most people. Some of it may be a little too on the nose for some readers, which is extra fascinating because this was first published in 2014. So in the prologue, we have an instructor who goes by the title Mother Ina. There are 16 boys referred to as scribes. Each year, a group of scribes is chosen to copy the book of the unnamed midwife, which is actually a cycle of 19 journals. After the prologue, the bulk of this book is told via these journal entries and prose. The writer, of course, is the unnamed midwife. She is a physician's assistant at UCSF, that is the University of California at San Francisco, in the labor and delivery department. There is a fever caused by maybe some kind of virus that is taking people out. Mostly cis women and children. Live births stop. So many stillborns. And the people who are giving birth usually didn't make it either. The hospitals are overrun, people are dying in hallways. Like I said, this book is so on the nose that I clenched my jaw the entire time I was reading it. Our protagonist succumbs to the fever while she's at the hospital. She wakes up maybe days, weeks later. Everyone around her is dead. She grabs what medication she can, antibiotics, some birth control like Nuvarings and Depo-Provera, syringes, and she heads to her apartment. She quickly learns that it is one, unsafe, but two, especially unsafe for women, as some guy breaks into her apartment and tries to rape her. She fends him off, ends up, it's gruesome. She fends him off, we'll say that. She finds a binder in someone else's apartment. There's practically no one around, so she could just go into people's apartments. If you don't know, a binder is a piece of clothing that supplies a lot of compression around the chest to make a chest look flatter, primarily for folks who have breasts and want to minimize the appearance of said breasts. She ends up disguising herself as a man and realizes she needs to get out of the city. It's super unsafe. She also determines that anyone she meets is unsafe, pretty much. There are just bands of men roaming around almost just hunting women. At one point, she meets up with a group that has women in collars and chains, and no, not in the kinky consensual way. She bargains for some time alone with the women, as if she's just a guy hoping to have sex with them. When she gets the women alone, she then tells them that she's also a woman, and she gives them some birth control. So now she's going about like some man-murdering birth control vigilante, and it is amazing. By the way, the men she murdered are basically hunting women to keep them as sex slaves. The author captures so much accuracy in people's reactions to a plague buying up toilet paper, and then also the panic buys. One person our protagonist meets panic bought chocolate pudding. It makes me think about what I panic bought at the beginning of the pandemic, and it was butter and honey. I guess I was expecting to do a lot of baking and drink a lot of tea. There is also a super strange radio broadcast that comes on anytime anyone turns on a radio. And it's like, come to Costa Rica. We have plenty of women and our children are healthy and everyone is safe down here. Super ominous. This book was an absolutely wild ride and anxiety inducing and I could not 
tear away from it. It was so, so good. It's The Book of the Unnamed Midwife by Meg Elison. For my second pick today, I have Ring Shout by P. J. Lee Clark. So I know on past episodes, I have said, I don't read horror, I'm a chicken. But then I've totally read and watched things like Lovecraft Country and this book, Ring Shout, which is definitely horror. So maybe I'm just very particular about the kind of horror I read. And this book is creepy AF. Content warnings for violence, gore, racism, racist violence, and body horror. It takes place in 1922 in Macon, Georgia. Our narrator and protagonist is Maurice Boudreaux. Her closest friends are Sadie and Chef, and they've all set a trap for the creatures that they're hunting. Nearby, there is a KKK march rally situation. It's the 4th of July. While the human clan members are worrisome, they are mostly vehicles for the real monsters, called Ku Kluxes. Ku Kluxes are terrifying beasts that are reminiscent of the aliens from the alien films, but Ku Kluxes are bone white with rows of eyes. So creepy. They gain power and feed off of hate, and then they often use human clan members as disguises and hide right alongside them. Maurice, Sadie, and Chef hunt Ku Kluxes. Sadie is amazing with a rifle, and Chef is a delightful butch lesbian who was brilliant with explosives. Maurice? She has a magic sword. Not everyone can see Ku Kluxes, but these three have the sight. So, backtracking a little. In the United States in 1915, there was a film released called The Birth of a Nation, and it gave rise to, and a lot of momentum to, the KKK. This is actual history, you can look it up. In Ring Shout, the 1915 release of The Birth of a Nation was actually a magic ritual that white men used to summon demons, aka the Ku Kluxes. Ring Shout takes place seven years later, when there are plenty of demons to be hunted. The person at the center of the demon hunting is Nana Jean, who is a Gullah woman with some psychic powers. From some of the research that their little group scientist is doing, and from Nana Jean's visions, they can tell something is brewing, something real, real bad. Through horror, the author also offers us a really great examination of hate and the different kinds of hate. This is a novella clocking in at just under 200 pages, so if you want to fit in one more creepy book during Halloween season, this is a great choice. I've listened to this on audiobook, and the narrator does amazing voices, and honestly, I think it increases the creepy factor exponentially. This is Ring Shout by P. Jelly Clark. That's it for me this week, book lovers. Thank you so much to our sponsor. A special thank you to my totally awesome audio editor, Jen Zink, and thank you for listening. For more recs or general bookishness, check out bookriot.com, and don't forget to check out our full stable of podcasts at bookriot.com backslash listen, or just search Book Riot on your podcast player of choice. You can find a list of the books I mentioned today in the show notes by visiting bookriot.com backslash all the books. Remember, if you're a fan of all the books and all the backlist and you want to show us some love, please leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. It helps other book lovers find us. If you want to talk about books or nerdy stuff or check in on my shenanigans, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at The Info File, as in The Lover of Information, spelled T-H-E-I-N-F-O-P-H-I-L-E. In the meantime, have a safe weekend, drink some water, and happy reading.